0: 18 plus.
1: 1865 the nottingham forest podcast is proudly sponsored by the terrace the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandise merch. so check out their range of forest merch by visiting the or visit them on social media the 1865
0: match report
1: welcome to the 1865 match reports where it finished forest three Barnsley nil and a comfortable scoreline in the end for Steve Cooper's Reds, and uh, the perfect follow up to the win against Derby on the weekend. Six points in a matter of days, and Forest Edge even closer to the championship playoffs. Keenan Davis opened the scoring on 15 minutes with his first goal in a Forest shirt, dispossessing Anderson before slotting past the Barnsley goalkeeper. The second goal, A really well-worked goal, this Ryan Yates getting on the end of Brennan Johnson's fantastic cross from the left-hand side, initially started by a lovely ball out wide from the impressive Jack Colback. After a, a lull in the game, for certainly for the first 20 minutes or so of the second half, Forrest picked it up again and found the third goal in the second period, orchestrated mainly by the brilliant running of Jed Spence down the right-hand side, battling past defenders, fending them off before rolling the ball inside for Brennan Johnson, who slotted it first time into the far corner to seal. A comfortable and largely enjoyable victory for the Reds. I'm joined by Tom to run through the game. Tom, we'll start with the team news then. For Forest. The, the change that was made from the Derby game saw Philip Zinkanagel returning to the side and starting in place of Max Lowe, who dropped to the bench. It looks like it was a 4 2 3 1 setup with Spence, Cook, McKenna, and Colback as a back four, Yates and Garner through the middle, and just in front of them, Johnson, Graben, and Zinkanagel with Davis. Is that how you? Saw that one play out as well.
2: Yeah, it was, and I thought um, it was a bit obviously a completely different game compared to the one on Saturday against uh, Derby. So, um, so yeah, I think it was a matter of like um, we knew Max Lowe probably wouldn't start in because of obviously he's been out uh, with injuries. So, uh, yeah. Well, I thought with Zinconagel playing and how he finished the uh, game against Derby, I thought he was going to be a showing in for uh, tonight for obvious reasons. And uh, yeah, that's how I saw it uh, tonight with um, obviously Zinconagel and, and uh, Johnson on the uh, in the wide areas. Then obviously uh, Graben and, uh, and Davis up front with, well, with, with Graben just dropping off Davis.
1: And Davis, he's made an impression since joining on loan from Villarie's He's looked a lively presence, and he he got his first Forest goal tonight, well deserved as well. I think based off his performances recently in a red shirt. Talk us through this one because I think in the first fifteen minutes, I wouldn't say that Forest were all over Barnsley, and this was probably the first chance they had, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean it's one of those um, games where you've had like a really good result of the weekend, and Radio Nottingham uh, mentioned this tonight that come the Midweek game, it's one of those where how far are going to play, and the first fifteen minutes, not a lot happened, but it was great uh, tenacity by Keenan Davis to get um, away from Anderson, and as soon as he got into that area, it was just a match of um, he was going to score. Um, he had no doubt about it. And since he's come through the door from Aston Villa, he's been brilliant. I thought, without getting the goals, I mean, his um, all-round displays have been pretty good, and he's just a different striker to uh, grabbing, and um, yeah, and hopefully. With the remaining months of the season, he's going to become a real asset uh, for us.
1: Indeed, and hopefully we'll see more goals from him as well now that he has opened his accounts. Great to see him on the score sheet. So too, for the third time this season, Ryan Yates making a, almost like a Steve Hodge kind of run into the box, just perfectly timed to get on the end of a cross coming in.
2: This was a really nice goal as well, wasn't it? Yeah. um, Well, I saw the build-up. Nice play by a callback to feed Johnson in then. Obviously put it on a a plate for Ryan Yates who uh, slid in. But I've had to see that on a replay because the guy in front of me, and I think he does listen to this podcast, Sam Phillips, put his arm up in front of me. So I didn't actually see the ball hit the back of the net. So it's like one of those people who... You're watching something, and he sits on the remote and obviously changes the t- <laughs> uh, television program. But yeah, I did see it in the program um, on the highlights um, at half-time and everything. And it was uh, yeah, it was brilliantly work goal. And um, and Ryan Yates has been a bit unfortunate getting on the end of crosses and things, but not have, uh, in the um, getting the goal um, whatever. So um, so yeah, he's he's had a decent uh, couple of weeks at Ryan Yates and kept it off with a nice finish and uh, goal from. Good work from Brennan Johnson.
1: And uh, from my vantage point, I did at least see Ryan Yates finish it off. So between us, we've we've got that goal covered. Um, yeah. At that point, it felt as if Forrest could go on and and go and get three or four, and uh, and they were really on top. But I th- I would say at that point that the game really started to peter out for a while, and not not a lot was happening. I mean, there was a, a point certainly in the second half where everybody in the stadiums watching the game but not making any noise. You can almost hear a pin drop and it did seem like the proceedings went a bit flat at that point.
2: Yeah, and um, no disrespect to uh, Barnsley and if any Barnsley fans do listen to this um, they'll probably see where I'm coming from but they've had like problems with um, COVID with um, quite a few uh, first teamers so it was pretty much a patch upside and where the positioner is in the league. I thought the start of the game OK, but I think Forrester's um, fitness and rete- ball retention was going to be key uh, tonight. And after the second goal going, it wasn't like a matter of like, we'll go and get the third, fourth and hopefully fifth. And with that 20-minute spell what you've mentioned, it didn't really come. And then as they tied, we did manage to get that third goal. And I think Steve Cooper mentioned on his post-match interview that there's more there. Um, it was like, The performance was okay, but he was expecting a bit more. Um, Certain players could have offered a bit more in terms of intensity, which you can see his point, but you don't want to be too critical of them because obviously they had a great display on um, Saturday. And Having said that, I think the 2-1 win flattered Derby really because if somebody um, says Forest won 4-0 on Saturday, you wouldn't begrudge him because they were that good. Um, And then tonight, after um, watching Barnsley, you think that they're going to uh, get a, like three or four... or well, they they get three goals, but you wanted them to um, get four or five. But they did enough tonight. But I think there's still more to come from this Forest side.
1: I think Steve Cooper, he, he's a perfectionist, isn't he? So he will look at that 20-minute spell and, and feel a bit disappointed with it. Because I suppose looking at the bigger picture, there's still games to come against teams who... With respect to Barnsley, are going to be at a much higher level than they were tonight. And thinking Blackburn and teams of that ilk, Bournemouth as well, who we still have to play. If we if we have a spell like that in, in a game against one of those sides, we could really be punished for it. So that is that complacency, I think, is something that we do need to guard against, particularly when you look at the the games that we do have to come. But the third goal, eventually Forrest did come out of the other side of that. And and they got playing again back on the front foot. And it wasn't long until the third goal came. And this one really was mainly down to, to Jed Spence and his industry and his and his drive down that right-hand side, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. And he has been brilliant. Like I said about Keenan Davis, but um, Jed Spence, since he's come through the door from uh, Middlesbrough, has been absolutely brilliant. And it was just another... Typical uh, rampaging run by Jed Spence and he's got power. But the good thing about him with his pace is that he knows when to like slow down and obviously play players in. And his strength to get away from the um, their left-back, um, Williams, um, It was brilliant and he put him on his backside and played Johnson and then he just um, stroked into the corner. So, yeah, he's had another brilliant game tonight, uh, Jed Spence.
1: And so, too, Brennan Johnson, he was a a constant threat with his pace and his directness. I think in the last four or five games, you've really seen his contribution to the team increase. You think of the goal tonight, of course, he took that really well, but uh, the assist where he's on the left-hand side rather than the right where he normally plays, the assist for Ryan Yates, he's down the left-hand side, but he puts across a fantastic ball that, that Yates comes onto and finishes. Derby in the Derby game, of course, as well. He 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 scored the winning goal and took that one beautifully. Millwall, another important moment where he's involved in the in carrying that ball forward at speed for the for the winning goal. The way that the Brennan is really coming on now, he's he's contributing in every game massively, isn't he? I'd argue that this is his his most consistent spell in a Forest shirt so far.
2: Yeah, he's really flourished uh, since the start of the season when he went on that rampaging uh, run and played uh, Lyle Taylor in for our first goal of the season against Coventry. And, um, but in this spell, like you've said, he's been brilliant and he's been really consistent as well. Um, and it's just a matter, he is he's getting better and better. I thought there's a couple of aspects to his game where Brennan Johnson will know he's got things to work on in terms of he went on a really good run. And if he just like had a bit more composure, he could have really uh, scored another goal. I think he just like shanked it into the trend end, unfortunately. And on another day, that could have gone in the back of the net. But so no, in this um, recent run of form, he's been um, really consistent. And um, hopefully we can uh, keep him beyond um, next Monday um, because he is a real asset uh, in the side. And um, he has come on leaps and bounds since he's returned from his lanes style at Lincoln.
1: And he's probably added a good couple of million pounds onto his asking price in the last couple of games alone. So whether that might be enough to to keep the likes of Brentford at bay remains to be seen. But I think we're all in agreement that if we do want to achieve something this season, then keeping hold of Brennan will will play a massive part in that. There was also a chance for Steve Cook, he had a header which was well palmed away by the goalkeeper. Forrest also could have had another, the introduction of Zande Silva, coming off the bench. Now, depending on which sources you read, he has been linked with a move back to Aris Thessaloniki, where he had a spell last season. So I was a bit surprised to see him come off the bench tonight, but he caught the eye again, didn't he? Yeah,
2: he hit, he hit the post and then he had... Unfortunately for him, he didn't uh, connect well and he's uh, put the ball over for that chance right at the end. But I don't think any moves really imminent because he wouldn't be in the squad, um, you know, in case there's an injury or um, whatever. So I don't think anything is remotely close soon. But with the transfer window, anything can change within a good couple of hours or whatever. So he might have played his last game for Forest, but uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I thought he had a bit of a positive impact when he came on. And the shot as
1: well, he he struck it well, a bit unfortunate for it to, to hit the post as it did and bounce away. I think he's shown a, a liveliness in his game in the la- last couple of appearances under Cooper, which suggests that maybe he still has something to offer. Certainly in the second half of the season, another name that has been linked with a move away and he wasn't in the squad tonight was Lyle Taylor. Now, this one also came as a little bit of a surprise, but he wasn't included in the squad according to Steve Cooper uh, as he is set for an imminent loan move. Uh, that's Sarah Clapson from the Evening Post who's who's tweeted that. Uh, no mention of where Taylor might well be heading, but it appears that he could be on his way out of Forest now in the transfer window, Tom.
2: Yeah, he's been... It's been a rumour for the last uh, few weeks and obviously with um, Jed Wallace um, hopefully coming in from Millwall, that seems to be like... Lyle Taylor's been the bait in that move, so whether it's Millwall or another club, who knows, but Forrest must have some players incoming because even though he's, he's not really had much of a chance in recent weeks since Keenan Davis has come in, but it's kind of one of those... I know we only play... I know they both play tonight, Graben and um, Davis, but nine times out of ten, we usually just play with the one man up front. And so I suggest that Lyle Taylor leaving as far as must have somebody coming in because I, I think it's too much of a risk, even though he's not been playing, it's too much of a risk to start chasing the playoffs just with two strikers. So um, hopefully um, there's some movement in that one before the window closes on Monday.
1: Exactly, because if there is an injury, you're almost back to where you started before Keenan Davis joined. So yeah, yeah, be interested to see how things develop with that one. Now coming into the game, one thing that was in the back of my mind, off the back of the derby results, was not doing a Charlton, basically. So you remember when we played Leeds under Sabri in 2020, we pulled off a fantastic victory at the city ground in front of a packed house and it felt as if we were on the cusp of going on and really doing something that season and then a few days later against Charlton we make a couple of changes and we put in a diabolical performance basically and lose the game and any of that momentum and that goodwill that came from the Leeds game was was evaporated. I, I was worried that something similar might happen tonight. So, I don't know if that's just years of watching Forrest that's done that to me, but did you get a feeling yourself that something like that might have been on the cards? I
2: think it's definitely in far as makeup. I'm not being critical of this bunch of players, but over the last uh, number of years, when you have a Saturday game, then a Tuesday game, it is in FI's DNA, where they have a really good result on a Saturday, then cock it up on the Tuesday but the most interesting point is Colin Frey mentioned this to um, Steve Cooper and Steve Cooper actually brought up the, the stat about um, playing Leeds a few years ago and then playing Charlton and it's interesting that Steve Cooper wasn't even first manager then so it's a really good psychological conversation to have in terms of right you've got you good win on the Saturday let's not undo it by losing against the uh, no respect to Barnsley, but a lesser team in the uh, championship. And we made, even though Steve Cooper wanted a bit of a better performance tonight, he alluded to that. And I thought it was really interesting that he's setting these really high standards and going back over like um, over the se- last few seasons of like, making sure we don't have like a potential banana skin of a game. And I think that was really interesting. And, and I think that's the first time, well, I've, I know for definite, it's the first time a manager's ever done that. Because um, in terms of like, managers don't really go over past regimes and things like that. So it was a really interesting point to pick up when, it, obviously, we've had two managers or what have since uh, Sabri left. So, yeah, it was a really interesting um, piece from uh, Steve Cooper tonight.
1: I was quite impressed with that, actually, because it shows a manager who has done his homework and is very aware of the club that he's managing to to pick up on moments like that that yeah didn't happen under his watch but are almost like you say almost in the club dna and it's something they've got to try and shake off i think for the manager to to make reference to it not in a not to bring the players down and 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 almost make them fearful of performing but to do it as a look lads this has happened to you before You had a fantastic win. You then followed it up with a very poor performance and a poor result. Don't let that happen again. Yeah. Go out there and play your football. Play your game how you can.
2: Yeah, I think it's a a matter of eradicating complacency because um, we demand, even though um, we've suffered a lot over the um, number of years, Forest fans are still a demanding fan base and they want the best. Um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday or whatever. And I think he's just like, from a managerial perspective, let's not uh, let these fans down. We've got them on our side. We're winning football matches. We're winning football matches in a certain style and purpose. Let's not go back to square one. So I think it's really refreshing for Steve Cooper. And um, I think for definite, that's something what he's picked up rather than somebody telling him this is what's happening. He would have he seems to um, come across as one of those managers who wants to keep finding out more and more about the club and how it uh, make up is, etc. Uh, so uh, yeah, I thought it was um, a really good piece of uh, like research and um, and of how we are, have been over the last few years.
1: And I think it, it's paid off, hasn't it, with the results and the the performance, despite that flat period in the middle. Forest were were good when they needed to be, got the goals. And some really nice goals at that, and they've put away a team who were bottom of the table and ultimately, if you do want to be in the mix, come the end of the season for promotion, these are the games that you need to win and and almost not not make too much of a hassle in winning
2: yeah and this season, it seems like it says I don't know where Forest is going to finish. I'd like to, I don't want to be um, too wishful in terms of like, oh, we're going to get promotion or anything like that. But from where we was at the start of season two, now it's brilliant. But I think the massive factor uh, what Forest have overcome in recent weeks is we've gone to the likes of Millwall and beaten them, where we rarely do beat them. We've beaten Barnsley on a cold Tuesday night um, at the City Ground earlier in the season previous managers would have accepted a 1-1 draw against uh, Barnsley. Steve Cooper thought, no, these are here for the taking. We're 1-3-1. The game against Bristol where Lyle Taylor's uh, scored two in the last few minutes. It's just games like that where you look over a season and if we're not successful this season, it's one of those um, compared to where it was. But if you look at certain games, we're winning games where we usually falter. Um, So it's really refreshing that we are. Uh, winning these games where we don't usually win. Definitely.
1: And before we wrap up with the game, we're now going to hear the Barnsley perspective on the match. And we're joined by Carlo from Barnsley podcast,
3: Reds Report.
1: Over to Carlo.
3: We know this this match had to be played, and obviously uh, for the initial date, we know that there were uh, COVID issues in the Forest Camp. For us, it was COVID, um, injuries, but it had to be played. We're already playing something like, I don't know, 13 matches in six weeks or something silly like that, two a week, but it had to be done. And no matter who we play, um, we're just not very good at the moment. Um, Lots of problems behind the scenes and um, lots of problems on the pitch for all to see. So um at best that we just got it over and done with really. Um we were shocking. Absolutely shocking. And and people can say Woodrow didn't play and Morris didn't play. But when you when you've got six strikes to choose from um maybe you know Morris Woodrow have got a bit more pedigree but people like you know Devante Cole, Iseka, Adabayejo were just not good enough. The, the, the problem for Barnsley is at the moment that it very much seems that the board is not investing, i.e. not bringing any players in, because they're getting primed for League One. Um, huge issues behind the scene about uh, the, the ground, and we've got two uh, owner parties taking each other to court, and you can see it on the pitch. Our playing style is completely different than last season, and you can tell that. It's just not going very well. Nobody really stands out. Uh, you could say that Gomez in the middle had a decent match. Well, he would because he's an under-23 from Man City and he knows he can go back at the end of the season. Um, Forrest never had to get out of second gear. I sort of understand why Cooper uh, maybe wasn't happy because after the 2-0, I think he would have gone in and it was clear to see how he can beat Barnsley and it, it sort of stayed, you know, got another goal, but let's be honest, four or five wouldn't look out of the ordinary, wouldn't it? Because you, you knew how to break us down. But it just felt at times that Forrest were taking, you know, the, the foot off the paddle a little bit. And let's face it, you know, you've, you've got a very decent team. Grabbing, I think, whoever he plays for, he always scores goals. Johnson, obviously very impressive. Um, and it's it's... We can't get the basics right. You get somebody midfield and gets the ball, loose passes, bad first touches, confidence is at an all-time low. And it was definitely the night to sell 27,000 tickets and, and and do what you did because it's good. It gets the confidence up in your players. And for Barnsley, this horrible, horrible, hor- horrible run just continues. Um, and let's face it, if you look at the table now, Barnsley, not even odds-on. Not even odds on relegation. We're going down to League One, and if nothing's done, you know, you could slide down even further, but we'll we'll see what happens. And I think, Forrest, you know, um, you should be pushing for the playoffs, shouldn't you? But you need that consistency. If you think about where we were at the beginning of the season (laughs) and you look at where we are now, it's just shocking, isn't it? You know? Uh, Fulham scored more goals in I think it was two weeks than we have in the whole season and that tells you really where the problem uh, where the problem is. So well done on the three points. I, you didn't really have to work for it very hard but yeah, huge, huge problems at Barnsley and it's uh, it's not a good time to be a Reds fan.
1: Thanks Carlo and the result for Forrest moves them just one point off the playoffs with 28 games played. Forrest are on 43 points one behind Huddersfield on 44, although Middlesbrough and Coventry below Forest do both have games in hand. But it's setting up to be an exciting end to the season, whatever happens. Next up for Forest, it's Cardiff away on Sunday afternoon. It's a place that typically we've not had the best record at. How are you feeling ahead of this one, Tom? Because they it, it can be a, a tricky team to play
2: against, can't they? Um, yeah, yeah, I found that out earlier in the season, but that was under Chris Hutton and we're um, a different kind of animal um, now. Um, yeah, the, the last two visits, I don't think we've done too bad. I think we won one nil under um, Sadhu just before um, the first lockdown. I think uh, Thiago Silva scored in that game, and if, if memory serves me, right, I think we won last year, or oh, did we get a one one? I can't remember. Uh, I know. I'm sure James Garner scored in the game. Um, I think it was around about the Easter time. So uh, yeah, I'm quietly confident so we might uh, we'll get something there because the last time we went to Wales, we won four-one, and I didn't think we was going to get anything there. And um, at the moment, I think Swansea are a better side than Cardiff. So um, yeah, I'm quite confident that players will come away um, with something. I don't think they'll lose, but a draw or win, and I think we'll uh, it'll be a decent uh, result and finishes off a great week for us
1: and the last result at Cardiff you're right it was a it was a 1-0 win at Cardiff last time out Garner did get the goal so it'd be nice for Forrest to continue that record that little run that they've got and as an ex-Swansea manager I'm sure Steve Cooper will be keen to to put one over on Cardiff as well when we go down there thanks Tom and We will be back with you after the Cardiff game with our match reports. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the 1865 podcast to keep up to date with all of the latest match reports and events that are going on at Forest. Thanks again. And until next time, goodbye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Plus.